Hey, everyone. Welcome to the 143 Podcast with John and Emily Alexander, where we talk about things that we love, like God, people, including each other, sports, food, and everything in between. And today, we're talking about books. Yes, books. Books. You love books. I love books. (laughs) Yes, books. Tell me, John. Tell me, why do you love books? Because you have a special, I mean, I would say you have a special bond <laughs> with with books. I do. It can be an unhealthy obsession. Yeah, I mean, start with the negative side. The dark side sure. can be a healthy, an unhealthy obsession. Right. Like most things we love. But let me There's take you back to the side. beginning of why I started loving oh, I love books. This. All okay. the way back to the beginning. My mm-hmm. mom, I was the youngest child, first mm-hmm. of all. So my, my sister and brother are seven and nine years older than mm-hmm. me. I was the youngest child. My mom was a first grade <laughs> teacher. Yeah. So, and she loves reading. Yeah. She reads a ton. Yeah, she does. So we would read for hours and hours together. Now, mm-hmm. I was raised in a generation that didn't have a technology in right. front of them, really. Yeah. I mean, basic video games, maybe, if I remember yeah, yeah, right yeah. that young. But mm-hmm. we'd go to the library and we'd check out stacks. I remember maxing out my library every single time we'd go check out stacks and stacks of books there'd be library challenges in the summer where if you read a certain amount of books you got your name on the wall you oh got a prize gosh. at the longview public oh, library that's so, cute. so i remember just reading and reading and reading with my mom and then my sister played high school sports and again i'm seven years younger mm-hmm. but i remember going to these games being super bored volleyball <laughs> basketball all the things and i would read and oftentimes you had to drive to these games my parents went yeah. to every game you know an yeah. hour away and i remember just bringing books along with me and mm-hmm. read in the back seat with a flashlight. Oh, I mean, just again for hours John. and hours. Cute. And then I remember in in uh, middle school, my teacher, Mr. Smith, had told me about Lord of the Rings. I didn't read it mm. yet. Didn't go to the library to get it, but he had these like really special copies. And there was a night I just wanted them. I remember calling him up on the telephone, like, can I come to your house and get them with my parents? What? And he lent me the three books. I just oh remember gosh. being like so moved by Lord of the Rings and the story telling ability than high school. I had a great teacher, Mr. Lamont's where I took um, Shakespeare my freshman year, loved Shakespeare, American literature. He was one of the best teachers in our high school, just helped Mm -hmm. me grow my love of reading. I was also the English student of the year in high school. I mean, well, no, I'm learning a lot about you as the English. I'm concerned that you had your teacher's phone number. (laughs) No, it was a, we looked up in the phone book. No, it's, oh my gosh. This is all, I have this, this distinct memory. This is memories. so good. Now in college, so I kind of lost the love of reading because, you know, you have to read in college and yeah, yeah. dumb things. Mm-hmm. And But but right around my, you know, junior, senior year of college, when I yeah. knew I was going to potentially be a coach or go become a pastor, I started mm-hmm. reading about leadership and ministry mm-hmm. and seminary. When I signed up for seminary, I loved reading in seminary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would go to the Fuller Seminary Library I'd check out all the books. I would take home stacks and stacks of books. I would take notes on those books. This was an obsession I had early yeah. on. I still have those notebooks. Yes. Um, I would write notes and notes and notes. And yeah. now today, fast forward 15 years, 20 mm-hmm. years, I have so many books. I don't know where to always put them. I've yeah. resold books. I've given away books. I've thrown away books, which yeah. is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have so many books. Have, I don't know what to do with them. We have the so times. many books, which is not a supportive statement for me to say we have so many books. I mean, I don't like clutter. No. And after you, because of how many books you read, it just ends up feeling like clutter. Yeah. And I've tried going the Kindle route or the Audible route. Yeah. I just, I, I do a little here and there, but mm-hmm. I like a physical book. I like the way they look, the way they smell, turning a page. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know who said it, but I love the quote. I've always thought about this. When I have a little money, I buy books. Hmm. And if I have any money left, I buy food and clothes. That is. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's true. Why do you love reading so much? I'm curious. Well, first of all, leaders are readers. Oh, I feel like you just snapped at me a little. No, because no, we're going to talk about how you've grown your love. And I'm okay. my really one of my life mission statements is to inspire people to achieve yeah. a God-centered, compelling mission together. Mm -hmm. So I consider myself a leader. I want to lead people and groups and places to yeah. certain destinations. And currently that's as a pastor, executive director of Creative Arts at Eelbrook. So I have to read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I have to read because I want to get better. Mm -hmm. I have to grow. I have to learn. I have to help me and then subsequently other people become the best kind of leaders I can possibly be and they can possibly mm -hmm. be too. Well, there's a few things that I've inquired the taste of since being in a relationship with you. And married, one of those things. Married. You can say married. Oh, like <laughs> <laughs> Not like a live-in relationship. <laughs> Ever since you've become my live-in boyfriend, you've taught me a lot of things to love. No, um, and one of those things is books, your journey with reading and books. Yeah, I have seen you grow to love books. I do. I, unfortunately, our kids don't love it yet. And Not that's yet. a hard thing for me. I know, currently. but... Well, that's what I would say about Marley with sports. I'm like, yeah. come on, girl. You're going to be an athlete. Yeah. We're putting so too much pressure thing. on our kids, aren't we? No. To love I the want, things they that They should we love reading. <laughs> should love sports. Oh, they're going right. to go to college and be smart. I mean, it's a, I don't know. They need it's a whole generational okay, okay, thing. Okay. But anyways, here's a fun question I want to kick to you because I have okay. seen this in you. You have grown to love reading. I really have. Er, I'll share a story first before I ask you a question. Oh, Early on in our vacations, I would want to sit around and read and I'd be happy for hours. Uh -huh. And you would want to sit around and just lay in suntan. Yeah. Which put my you still, they still love to do. That's true. But now I have a book in my hand. <laughs> now you or have I'm a book. Listening you're listening. And we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that. You actually, yeah. you specifically love Audible. I love Audible. Love Audible. Love it. But here's a fun question because okay. I've seen you grow in your love of reading. What are your top three favorite books of all time? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Genius of Jesus by Erwin McManus. Yeah. I actually read it this year. Is that number one? It is... Mm, okay. No, it's not number one. Okay. My number one favorite book of all time is Who Is This Man oh, by yeah, John Ortberg. Yeah. I just said Ortberg. <laughs> Ortberg. Um, I now here here's the thing. I think it was because at the time that I wrote it, it was really shortly after you didn't write it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at the time that I wrote that book for John Ortberg. No. The time that I read it, I think I was it was like um I mean, it's an older book and yeah. I think it was so timely for me. It's like one of the first books I ever read about the personhood of Jesus and how transformative he yeah, was. And sure. I was hooked. Yeah. And then fast forward, you know, lots of years later and I have the book Genius of Jesus by Erwin McManus in my hand. And it is also in that similar fashion, um, a book on the the human humanity um, of Jesus. And I just... I love learning about who Jesus was as a person. Yeah. We talk a lot about who he was as God um, in his uh, divinity, but I just love talking about and reading books on his uh, humanity. But then my third favorite book of all time yeah. is The Silent Patient yeah. by Alex Michaelides. I think I'm saying that yeah. right. It has an unbelievable twist. Yeah. I made you read it and you read the hard copy in like two days. I did. It, that is true. It was yeah, we so were on vacation. good. Yeah, it was and really I good. listened to it on Audible and yeah. I like gasped. Yeah, I can't remember what happened. I can. 
Okay. Well, don't, don't say. Tell yeah. Oh my gosh. How about you? What are uh, your my faves? top three? Number three, mm-hmm. similar authors. We share love of similar authors. Yeah. Soul Keeping by John Ortberg. Oh. At the time, just a fantastic book yeah. on how to take care of your soul yeah. and what mm-hmm. that looked like and mm-hmm. the kind of the inner work. And I think it was before a lot of like really popular books came out on soul care and those type yeah. of things. Like he was a little bit ahead of his time. And so yeah. it was really beneficial for me in that totally. season. Yeah. Number two, and I often think of books like what they shifted in me. Hmm. Um, like I couldn't recap the book to you right now, yeah, but sure. there's something I have distinct memories of like it did something in me. And yeah. and number two is Uprising by Erwin McManus, oh, one yeah. of his earlier books. Yeah. But right around the time that I was just thinking about getting into ministry, yeah. I remember reading Uprising and being so inspired. Yeah. Like this is what I'm called to do. What was the book that you and I read together when we were dating? Erwin McManus, yeah. black cover, red, mm, yeah. shoot. Yeah. We'll think of it. It'll come to us. And number one of all time, because it really did something for me just when I was just debating faith and where I fit in this Christianity thing was Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller. Oh, yeah. I mean, just fantastic. Gave language to things I was feeling in my spirit and just where Christians fit in culture. And yeah. he did something in me that... Um, yeah, it just shifted my understanding of Christianity at the time. Mm, but just for fun, because I do like to read for fun too. Yeah, tell oftentimes me. Oftentimes on vacation. But number three <clears throat> of all time, a book called Brothers K by David James Duncan Ooh, yeah, about baseball and brothers and Southern State of Washington is perfect. I mentioned um, earlier Lord of the Rings by yes. Tolkien. Just yes. amazing stories. I mean, the movies are great too, but yes. uh, the books are even better. And number one of all time, Ender's Game <laughs> by or- Orson Scott Card. Super nerdy. Do you remember bringing me to the Ender's Game movie yes. in Chicago for my birthday? Yes, I do. And I don't I don't remember anything no, about you, the movie. No, because you hate. I know. I. It's a strong word, but it's probably true. Hate sci-fi, fantasy, Lord yeah. of the Rings, Ender's Game is set in space. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, hey, let me ask you this, Emily. Any, I remember the book, Soul Cravings. Oh, there you go. We read Soul Cravings Yeah, together. you're going back. Way yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, you're going back in the, this conversation. Oh, <laughs> I think the listeners were really on the edge of their seats wondering yeah. what book did they read yeah, when they were dating? It being great, but we read it together as a like married couple. Yeah. Or when we were engaged. Engaged. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Emily. What? Any authors you just keep going back to? Oh, geez. I mean, Irwin is a big one yeah. of mine. How yeah. about you? Well, you like a lot of fiction. What about fiction? Well, I like Lucy Foley or okay. Folly. I yeah. really like her. I have her new book that's waiting in my Audible queue. Ooh, I haven't fun. pressed play Save it on it for a vacation. I will. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that advice. How about you? What are authors? You I mean, Irwin. I said this. Mm-hmm. Kyle Eidelman. Mm. Um, I do try to read widely. I know I listed um, specific authors, but I do try to read widely, specifically yeah, like yeah. different race, different. Yeah gender obviously mm-hmm. i really am intentional about that yeah, because we can are. get stuck in yeah. reading similar authors yeah. who have similar backgrounds and yeah. similar perspectives mm-hmm. i try to read authors who um live across seas i mean john tyson is one of my favorite authors yeah. someone i i didn't list one of his books but um but he's one of my favorite mm-hmm. authors he, he sorry he lived he's pastors in new york but he's yeah. from australia yeah 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 um, for fun, I like Vince Flynn, who's now passed away, but yeah. Yeah, Kyle Mills writes for him. Those yeah. are kind of the fun books I go to, Mitch yeah. Rapp series. Yeah. James Lee Burke was an author I was turned on to in high school, yeah. detective. Yeah. So. I do read a lot. I When I first got Audible, I did a bunch of John Grisham books. Yeah, you got really into that. I I love the I love the person who reads his books. All right, well, let me ask you this. How do you find time to read so much? Well, I can't remember if this is a 
like a one of those parable stories that are told. But how do you eat an elephant? That that's a Jesus I'm a question. Par- no, Jesus no, parable. <laughs> Because I, I know parables. I don't think he ever talked about elephants. story, like one of those, you know, story things. But how do you eat an elephant? I think you start with the ear. And <laughs> elephant ears. Did you have an elephant ear at a fair ever? That was a Longview fair thing. Have you ever heard of an elephant no. ear? No. Well, it's like a doughy, flat. Like a pastry? Yeah. Oh. But they're called elephant ears. No, I ate mini donuts. Anyways, how do you eat an elephant? Well, a little bit at a time. You can't oh. eat an elephant like in one big, you got to, you know, a little chunk at a Wait, time. Wait, is this your answer to the question? How do you find time yes, to read? I read a little bit at a time. Oh, I like it. And I've always been committed to that. I mean, yeah. you see me every morning. Uh-huh. I have a yeah. pretty consistent routine of coffee, Bible, mm-hmm. journal, read mm-hmm. some of the commentary about what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And I grab a book and I'll read. I mean, honestly, sometimes as little as six pages. Yeah like to do the even number to get mm-hmm. through, you know, to the next side of things, of course. Whoa. Well, you don't like stop in the middle. You don't like do one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 10 pages. Well, I like to turn the page. You don't it, stop in the middle. Right. Like you don't read the left side and then, oh God. and then, you know, not okay. Here's a question. <laughs> what if you get to the bottom of the right page and it's not a, it's not an ending sentence. So you have to, turn- I go to the top and I, Okay. Top of the next one. Okay. So that's ending on the left side of the book. <laughs> so, so I read a little <laughs> bit a day. I bring books with me. Yeah. I read in the pockets of time I have. Yeah. Often, you know, the other day I dropped Maddox off for uh, hitting practice mm-hmm. and I went to a restaurant and. Mm-hmm. Not um, a restaurant. You went to a coffee shop. No, I went to. No, you don't know this. I went to Oliver's, ordered an old fashioned. I thought we told read. each other everything. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, that sounds reading, so cool. I was reading Clay Scroggins' book, that? and I text him like, "I'm drinking an old fashioned by myself and reading your book." You just went <laughs> up like. Well, I do read in the tenfold of the time. in Thank the you. cool factor. I know, I'm so cool. That is so cool. It's not that cool, but it's I just, very cool. It was. Yeah. Anyway, so I read in the pockets of time. Yeah, that I have. you do. You also okay. I'm going to add a couple things. One, you read so fast. Like your ability to read. Yeah. Is I'm probably not taking in anything. I'm just pretty world's class. How quickly you read. Well, so my cousin that, Carl taught me to read that fast. I love cousin Carl. We should send that to him. What? This well, podcast? he taught me to read that fast. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when I was younger, I remember him. He consumed book after book yeah, after book. Tom Clancy, so John. I mean, all those types of books. Yeah. He taught me to love Ender's Game. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, and I know he, that. he read so fast. Yeah. And he's like, hey, here's kind of how I chunk it out. So I do read fast. You I, had so many good mentors yeah. in your life with that. Okay. And then the second thing I'll say is you are often reading probably at least three books at a time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not as much anymore. It's harder for me to keep track. So I do I do usually limit to one and maybe start the second one at the same time. Like sure. currently I'm reading two. Yeah. And and I will say there Three feels you've got like, like a, a you've lot. got like a I'm noticing you're reading like a smaller book right now. Yeah. And maybe a bit you know, alongside a little bit bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just amazing. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. If someone wasn't a reader mm-hmm. like you and mm-hmm. you didn't used to be and now wants mm-hmm. to become one, what should they do? Give them a couple of pieces of advice. Well, I think they should 
first of all, I think they should find a trusted friend in their life that likes to read and ask them for book recommendations. I have a a dear, dear friend named Tessa and Tessa is constantly giving me book recommendations and I trust her recommendations because I really like them. I think the other thing too, and I've said this a lot, I feel like my, the thing that I have on you is that I've started more books than you've finished. So basically what that means is that I've started a lot of books and I think you have to be okay ditching them if you don't, if you don't love them. Cause it's like, if you want to really love reading and you get into a book and you don't love it, then toss it aside and go on to the next one. It's good. You know, it's actually really good. Um, And then you said it earlier, but go back to the same, go back to the same author. If you really loved Erwin McManus's soul cravings, then keep going through the rest of his, his books. Um, that that's those are some of the tips and then i would also toss audible on there i think audible is a really cool way to to feel like you're really um accomplishing something i don't know reading you know is is also listening right that's my motto <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> It's true. Reading is also listening. It's true. I do. I do. I will say though that I spend most of my audible time with fiction and, and all it, I would say 99.9% of my like holding a book, reading on leadership, faith, like on the things that I want to like mark up, go back to return to Enneagram, all that stuff I want to have in hard copy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, I, I'd add, um, you know, it should be a lifelong skill to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think you <clears throat> need to read, but you do need to be a learner mm-hmm. if you're going to lead it's at good. high levels. Mm-hmm. It's true. Good. And there's lots of things available. I mean, there's amazing webinars out there. There's mm-hmm. a ton of YouTube mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. There's podcasts. But I don't know. There's really nothing like reading. And there's something about getting immersed in a story. Um, yeah. Gosh, there's lots of books now that's coming to my mind that's you know historical too mm-hmm. or um, historical fiction, yeah, even that still draws that. you into a, mm-hmm. a story and a narrative that you're learning about. There's just something about knowing our history, knowing how to write a story, a compelling story that draws you in. So yeah, and, I would say and, you don't have to read, but you do. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to learn how to read on some level. I think yeah. if you want to grow it all in life, you have to learn how to read Yeah, or, or listen. I yeah. mean, that's true. I would, I would equate that as the same thing. Totally. I think being a learner is so important. You said being a learner, if you're going to lead at high levels, which is a hundred percent true. I think being a learner in life in general, yeah. asking more questions than having grow in your faith, if you're going to mm-hmm. grow in your character, if you're mm-hmm. going to grow in your parenting. And, yeah. I yeah. Mean, all those and, things. and that's, that's probably another, uh, how have I find, how, um, have I become someone who likes reading is that it is an inquired taste a little bit. Yeah. You do have to, I mean, much like coffee when I, when you first introduced coffee into my life, I'm like, this is gross. And now I can barely drink anything that has any type of sweetener. Yeah. It is yeah. all black coffee, but yeah. that was an acquired taste. Yeah. And it's an important reading is an important learning is an important inquired acquired taste. Gosh, that conversation went way better than I thought. Really? Yeah. Because you just thought, what, I would kind of narcolepsy, like fall asleep and <laughs> have nothing to... No, that was great. Thank you. Thanks. I really loved listening to your, the beginning. Yeah. You talk about like the, the path of how you became such a good reader. You, yeah. you talked about so many like nostalgic things from your past and people yeah. like your mom, cousin Carl. I love yeah. cousin Carl. Yeah. So good. And now we should help our kids become better readers. I think they're doing great. They wake up every morning and they read. Oh, that's true. We should, every morning. We and they're really good at that. Yeah. And quiet. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. We'll talk about that offline, but that's all, right. all that's truly, really, that was a great conversation. That's all yeah. we got for. No, no, hold on. We got to ask the question. Oh my goodness. What, I can't believe. How, how dare you? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. All right, John, what are you loving this week? Oh, I am loving the fact that now this is kind of coming back to our church, but our mm. church, um, just generously gave a whole bunch of money away to outside organizations. Yes. And um, I was really inspired by that. Mm-hmm. I think the world has not always been easy. It's mm-hmm. not easy currently, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. when we're recording this, there's mm-hmm. a conflict overseas and mm-hmm. things happening and mm-hmm. there's just been a lot of tension, but our church just rallied and um, gave a whole bunch of money away, just away to outside organizations. Wow. I mean, again, so um, I'm just inspired by that. Yeah. So I love it. What do you love? Uh, well, I would say today, right in this moment, I love almond Kringlers. Why? Because there are two sitting on the island. What's an almond Kringler? It's my favorite pastry of all time. And who surprised me with two almond Kringlers and a note that said, thank you for marrying me. (laughs) Just sweet. was you. You got me two almond Kringlers. So I, that's what I'm loving. I think we're going to do an episode on food and almond Kringlers. 100%. I mean, we could probably do an episode on various types of food that I really love. Yeah, we will. Okay. All right. That's all we got (laughs) for the one, four, three podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you can know whenever we drop, should we keep saying drop? Let's I mean, you always <laughs> hesitate, which I, I feel, feel like I know, but then that's why we should just. Whenever do it. we release the episode, whenever we drop <laughs> these podcasts, yeah. Bye.